I V M I V M Hey everyone this is your daily dose of everything that's happening in the world of NBA I am Monish and joining me as he does always is Nishant and you're listening to the Airball Diary We're recording after a two day gap a lot of happened a lot of stuff happened over the last two days LeBron James winning the Lakers to take on the Chicago Bulls to take the Bulls Kevin Durant getting 60 points over the Detroit Pistons and then playing 48 minutes over the Raptors to will the Brooklyn Nets to a win Steph Curry climbing the mountain of three pointers he's now made more three pointers than anyone in NBA history and well Jokic is being Jokic we have a lot of stuff to talk about let's get going whether you're an established sports person or a budding one or simply a sports enthusiast join us Tanvi and Shlok We are two passionate pro badminton players talking policy, mindset and everything sport. So tune in to the Millennial Athlete every Monday only on the IVM Podcast Network. Trust us, it's going to be lit. We'll start off with history. Steph Curry making history. He eclipsed the three-point mountain finally. Uh, this was inevitable. It was coming from a few weeks. We saw this coming. Yeah. A few years in fact. Oh, we uh, saw this coming. <laughs> Credit to us. <laughs> <laughs> well it was inevitable like i said i yeah, mean there's yeah, no real yeah. big prediction if you if yeah. you did say that steph curry was going to get on top of that ladder it was coming i mean it was inevitable he he got there with 500 games lesser played than ray allen so that itself is a joke yeah if you look at the number of three point attempts per game it's kind of doubled since he's come in when steph curry came into the game they used to take like 18 threes per game and now they take 36 threes per game that's yeah. kind of yeah. the steph curry impact he's kind of revolutionized the game even his first year of Uh, winning the title there were 22 attempts per game so it's kind of gone insanely skyrocketed up from there that shows that the impact that he's had it a lot of players take threes nowadays and i i heard this on chuck uh, i heard this on nba on tnt yesterday uh, chuck saying that well the volume is there but are there anyone as good as him i mean you might eventually get someone who will break this record just because of the volume but sure there's not really anyone who's shoots as efficiently as him is a 40% uh, three point shooter for his career and all of those shots nowadays at least are ridiculous shots i mean the audacity to even try them is ridiculous you have yep. three guards guarding you and they're all inevitably taller than you because you're just 6'3 hmm. you somehow find a way to get that separation you somehow find a way to loop it over their head and then drill it into the basket <laughs> it's it's crazy what this guy done yeah uh, like i said this record was coming it was inevitable it's no surprises just that is finally got there what are your earliest memories of steph i mean uh, you've been watching basketball for longer than i have uh, my earliest memories was the 2016 uh, final where the warriors lost to lebron james and yeah. steph was great even in that series but what are your earliest memories of steph did you see this coming when you started watching steph say in oh. 2010 2011 no oh, <laughs> i don't think anyone did or he would have gone number 1 Uh, if you could do that draft, if you could redraft that class, Steph Curry is number one, no question. Who who beats yeah, him yeah. in that draft class? So I don't think anyone knew this. At least not him coming into the league. Did did anyone know this? Say three years uh, into the league, he was recognized widely as as a top notch. Uh, let's just say Duncan Robinson uh, mm-hmm. in his breakout year with the not, not the current Duncan, but the you know the breakout. Sharp shooter Duncan Robinson. When him and Hero was supposed to be his Splash Brothers mm-hmm. light, that Duncan Robinson. You take that, maybe double it, and that was that was the expectation around Steph Curry, which is significant, but right. not this guy will be MVP one day, he'll win chips one day, he'll run a franchise one day, he'll be the face and the leader of one of the most successful franchises in in the recent past at the very least. 
I don't think anyone saw that. I don't think people saw the leadership. I don't think people saw the work ethic. Uh, his mom talks about this too, about people looked at him and immediately dismissed him. It's a bit of, you know, like the old scouts in Moneyball, uh, the movie or the book, where pe- people dismiss you at a glance. He throws weird or he does this weird or he does that and this is abnormal. And so he doesn't, he's not a five-star prospect or whatever, however they rate it. Um, with him, it was scrawny physique, then at the height, uh, not really an explosive player. I mean, they didn't know back then. Um, and and so he was written off. And yet, he was valued for his shooting ability, which is why he went as high as he did. Three years down the line, still considered a good shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was on the cusp. He was just like there and thereabouts. And then he just, he just exploded. I think a bunch of things fell into place. I think they got Draymond uh, in and the grooming was bang on. Uh, yeah. That really helped them. And then, of course, there's this little thing of Clay Thompson turning into you know, whoever he, whatever he turned into. Um, all these things helped. This took time to build. I think the greatest thing to his credit is he was there from day one and he was there A1 from day one. He was there uh, built from scratch. He himself came in from the draft. Uh, he helped you know build a squad around uh, Clay, around... Uh, around Draymond and and the front office did their job also. I think they never backed down from making moves, putting together the right roster, which is incredible given that very early they seem to have developed this belief that we're onto something here. Maybe before uh, the rest of the world was as sold on 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 the hype. And there you have it. Uh, four, five, six years of development later, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Just, you know, bang, bang, bang. I'll tell you how skeptical I was also. Um, there was a time, this was around 2013 uh, or so, when the murmurs began saying, is this the best backcourt in the NBA? Okay. Uh, Steph and Clay. And at the time, I, I used to contend that. Now, it goes to show how great they've become since because I don't even remember who my argument was in favor of as the better <laughs> backcourt. I, I genuinely, I'm blanking out right now. I have no clue who I made that argument in favor of because... By this point, Kobe was, uh, this was post the big injury. And so he was out of the equation. LeBron hardly, at the time at least, didn't yet fully count as a backcourt player. Um, D-Wade was on the decline. And and so I, I can't really think of who the hell I, oh, I think it was OKC. I think it was Russ and James okay. Harden that I was okay. uh, rooting for because they had the flashier play style and both right. could dunk and score in the paint and all of those things. Little did I know that's the only place Westbrook would score and Little did I know. Anyway, but then, but then came. So that's that, those are early memories. But boy, did it turn out. And just just for re, a recap for the listeners, these are the players that got picked ahead of Steph Curry, who went seventh. Blake Griffin went number one. Okay, maybe you live with that mm-hmm. player like that. Mm-hmm. That explosive. Who the hell knows how it'll turn out? But yeah. okay, that you will live with. Cool. Mm-hmm. Hashim Tabit. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I've been watching the NBA for two decades. I have no clue who the hell is, who the hell this guy is. Uh, my best guess is it's a center, so it must be like a, I don't know, some seven footer blah, uh-huh. that the Grizzlies went with. The Grizzlies really didn't get it, did they, until they came around to drafting Jamarant. Um, mm-hmm. Third was James Harden. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get it. Okay. That skill set, 6'5". Okay. Okay, no, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like Iverson in a damn near Michael Jordan frame. Why not? Uh, Tyreek Evans. <laughs> Back <Okay. on> <laughs> Kings just two decades. Oh, Kings are amazing. I mean, 
I thought you couldn't get worse than the Luka Doncic miss, and this seems to come close. <laughs> Hold on. Are you ready? Uh huh. Minnesota, by virtue of their own merit and by virtue mm-hmm. of upcycling some of their other options, had picks five and six in the draft, and Steph oh, went wow. seventh. They had two back to back picks. Neither of them was Steph Curry. Okay, but but who did they pick? Hmm. Uh huh. Ricky Rubio at five, not a bad player. Top five, come on. Still in the league so well. Okay, I mean, didn't really top turn out what they hoped to be. Just like borderline <laughs> lottery, top three one. Nah. And then, okay, get this, Minnesota. Okay, they went for Rubio. Fine, great international mm-hmm. talent, diversity and inclusion. Why not? Uh, number six, Johnny Flynn. I don't know. I think he was in Forest Gump. I am not sure who the hell that is. <laughs> So that's who they picked, and then the other Warriors lapped up Curry. Who went after Steph Curry? New York Knicks. Sure. That was my next question. I mean, sure, uh, yesterday I saw an interview by Steph Curry's father, Del Curry. He said he was hoping that Steph Curry would be a Nick. The yeah. whole Curry camp was rooting. You know what? Steph didn't even train for the Warriors apparently in the uh, before yeah, the draft yeah, yeah. because he was intent on. Yeah, going who to the hell? Hello, before Steph Curry, who the hell wanted to go to the Warriors? <laughs> Their best player was like Baron Davis or something, or Jason Richardson. I don't even. I don't even remember. That is how bad they were. The Warriors sucked. Like the best thing about them was once in three years they would bring out these all-black uniforms and they would look really cool. And that's about it. I think they won the dunk contest like once, so like reverse three sixty between the legs, some shit like that. But that's about. That's about. That's their highlight as a franchise. And the guy who went after them, Knicks, who would have taken Steph Curry had he been mm-hmm. uh, left for them, saw them, saw you know, Golden State lap him up before the eyes. So they picked. Jordan Hill, who yeah, don't. I think bother. they went. I just went with the name of Jordan, and they hope that it would turn out to be something like the Michael Jordan. Yeah, except it went downhill, and that <laughs> kind of you know that was a disaster. The Lakers got this piece of magic, by the way, at some point over the next few years. They traded for this dude or free agency or something. Now, by the way, quick detour to the Knicks, because why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Knicks drafted Jordan Hill. They wanted to draft Steph Curry. He wasn't available. They drafted Jordan Hill. Where they could have drafted the guy who went next, Demar Derozan, mm-hmm. or they mm-hmm. could have drafted a little way down the line, Drew Holiday, who was the seventeenth pick, or they could have none of the picks in the middle make any kind of sense. By the way, just all trash till till seventeen. <laughs> uh, then there was Ty Lawson, like college sensation, nothing really in the in the league. Jeff Teague still in the league, okay, um, but but these were like some of the you know, the more noteworthy players in that draft. Other than that, by the way, it was quite a trash um, draft. Like that, Danny Green in the late forties or something, and oh, wow. that's about all. <laughs> Paddy Mills, so by the way, was in the same draft. Okay, okay. It's interesting that the teams, despite all this historical re- record of not getting a draft picks, right? They still choose to tank and then accumulate draft picks and hope that they turn out to be. I don't know, Steph Curry. <laughs> it doesn't really work out all the time. Yeah, but it's what else? Yeah, but what else are they supposed to do? Like, what else are they supposed? Because if you're not, you're in a small market team. Nobody is coming to you by by themselves. Giannis is never going to join a box via a trade. Somebody like that. The only way you can find a talent like that is in the draft. And the hope is you go get a lottery pick, and it turns out to be one of those drafts where there is a Zion up for grabs. Although that didn't turn out great. Or a Jamarant, or a Luca, or a Trey, or one of these players around whom you can at least build a solid franchise which fills the arena and makes money, if not wins championships. I think that's the that's the dream, and that's all right. I think that's kind of how the league is structured. Hello, okay, see this by the way. 
<laughs> we'll see they have like 36 draft picks yeah. for the next 7 years that'll be fun <laughs> Hey everybody, it's been another great week on the IVM Podcast Network. On the Wire Talks, it's our talks to Harinder Happy. He's currently the media coordinator of the Farmer Protest and the son of a Dalit Landers farmer in Rajasthan. He tells us how and why he got involved with the protest and the three laws that angered the farmers in the first place. On KBC, the Farad and Sunitra are joined by Sonika Aran from Marching Sheep and HR Consultancy that helps businesses to be more inclusive. On Smarter with Sid, we find out more about momentary leadership from Siddharth. On misconduct, Raghvi and Nisha take us through a tale of sisterhood, that of Jalalita and Sasikala. And on Say No to Drama, Chitna is here to slice the drama around body image and tell you some essential life hacks. Do follow us on social media where IVM podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And also do check out our YouTube channels. We have a number of them. You can get them on ivmpodcast.com/youtube. And remember, if you're enjoying this show or any of our other shows for that matter, please do tell a friend. It really does help us spread the word. And finally, we'd like to thank our sponsors for the network this week, Cred, Bank of Baroda, CoinSwitch, Kuber, Intel, and Oxfam India. Thank you so much for making this possible. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was Steph Curry. Uh, some of the other stars in the league have also been doing well. Kevin Durant yesterday played 48 minutes because the Brooklyn Nets had just had eight available players. Everyone else in COVID health and safety protocols. Kevin Durant had to play 48 minutes, sometimes with four four other rookies, and he single-handedly will the Toronto Raptors. Uh, I mean, uh, Brooklyn Nets to a win over the Toronto Raptors. Uh, the game before that, he scored 51 against Detroit Pistons, and there's nobody saying it took KD 50 points to beat Detroit Pistons. If LeBron James would have done that, they would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. "Oh, LeBron James still at the peak of his career, uh, still doing this and whatnot." But is it even fair that comparison? And we'll talk about LeBron James in a bit. Uh, Nikola Jokic, by the way, he's been putting out monster numbers, numbers that have never been seen before in the league. He's averaging. I got to look at yeah. his number. He's averaging twenty six point five points, thirteen point eight rebounds, seven point three assists for the season. The Denver Nuggets. We we spoke about the Denver Nuggets a couple of weeks ago, and we said that how they are they have no chance because MPJ is out, Jamal Murray is out. They are still hanging on. They're fourteen and thirteen. Uh, they barely survived against the Wizards because Jokic got ejected yet again. And this is an amazing stat. Jokic with Jokic on the floor, the Nuggets have outscored other teams by thirteen point seven points. Without Jokic on the floor, they've been outscored by sixteen point three points. The difference, the net difference, being thirty yeah. points, so which is, is right. which is easily the highest in the league. The second yeah. is Giannis, which is only at twenty two. So you can see the difference that yeah. this guy makes on the team, and he is not getting the attention that he deserves. I mean, LeBron James won the Player of the Week. It's not a big award, but there should be some kind of recognition. Nobody even talks about Jokic if he puts on thirty points, twenty rebounds nowadays, because it seems like he's doing it every game. Okay, but one first of all. He is the reigning MVP, so it's not like he doesn't get recognition. Player of the week, I'm okay. Is A is the mm-hmm. reigning MVP. B, um, after us, Westbrook averaged a triple double for a season. <laughs> Nobody gave a damn when he did it again. That's how it is. That's how it works. You you build a benchmark, you've got to beat it. It's just the same thing. Just doesn't hold the same kind of magic anymore. And that's mm-hmm. always true. You're only as good as your latest performance, and is it better than your previous performance? It's it's the simplest yardstick in sports. and it this loops back by the way to your lebron james question mm-hmm. he's been so great that regardless of what he does anything less than a chip and a finals mvp is a disaster mm-hmm. i kid you not western conference finals disaster so i become part and parcel of being great i think uh, jokic should take solace in the fact that he doesn't get the kind of recognition that says abonis would get if he averages these numbers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
because he's not subhan is nikola jokic is the reigning mvp of course we expect you to play like this is anyone batting an eye if luka does a triple double these days does anyone give a damn anymore they like no show us something new now get wins go deep in the playoffs show us something new now just fair that's the natural evolution of a player of that caliber and jokic is a player of that caliber i see nothing wrong in what he's uh, the treatment he receives which brings me to my next point uh, it's interesting that you mentioned lebron james uh, still being great and when you look at these four players i would put these four players in the top tier of the league right now is yanis of course mm-hmm. steph because of the things steph is doing mm-hmm. kd because he's still playing like kd who never got injured and jokic uh, just incredible since the last of since the start of last season he's been playing at an mvp level can't hold it against him i think these are the top four in the league right now and every time we talk about top players in the league you need to include lebron james in the discussion because well it's lebron james he's very amazing so, hold on so you're not putting yanis in this top four i did Le- I, i started off with yanis no, yanis so kd Le- steph and jokic oh so lebron's not in this four yeah yeah so my next them against is, okay okay yeah my question is is lebron still good enough to be in, included in that discussion along with this top four because these four have kind of jumped to another level is lebron still playing catch up with them is he still there what do you think yeah okay yanis defending champ defending mm-hmm. fmvp mm-hmm. not too long ago back to back mvps and a dpoy for me he is the benchmark in the league right now okay he's okay. the man to beat if curry can take that crown he is the man to beat yanis is right now the benchmark Right. I, I don't give a damn what is free shooting free throw shooting no just, no i agree i mean like, no debate like, yeah. about that yeah no, this is definitely is the, the nice should just shut up he is the defending <laughs> champ he is the finals mvp not too long ago mvp and dpo in the same season only the third player ever to do it behind jordan and i think hakim no question he is the benchmark now the other three the other three when was the last time any one of them won an nba chip Let's start with Jokic and move him slightly out of this conversation. Good night, good luck. Thank you for coming. Fuck off. Now you have KD and you have Steph. When was the last time either of one, either of them won a championship? It was together. Same year. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. together. This was twenty uh, eighteen because nineteen everyone got injured and they fucked it up and then it all went south. So twenty eighteen was the last time. When was the last time LeBron won a championship? Twenty twenty twenty. He he literally just had one season where he did not win the championship. and yeah. now we're, we're asking if he belongs yeah, in this country yeah but see if you put if you talk about history i would say uh, lebron uh, uh, greatest uh, ever probably uh, right uh, now uh, not not in <laughs> argument first point 1 that was to eliminate jokic good night good luck thank you for coming two not only did lebron just win a championship in 2020 he did it as the finals mvp mm-hmm. he did it in a new franchise that he had moved to just the season before and he barely played a full season and he did it with one give him one all star and a semblance of a squad and a coach that has never won a chip and he won the chip mm-hmm. when we talk about value that you add and you bring to a franchise that's value mm-hmm. i'm looking at steph curry we've just discussed his evolution his path he's once twice maybe now a third time building a championship level squad maybe he gets that finals mvp but honestly that shouldn't be the measure of how that shouldn't be the only measure of how good a player it's not like You never won finals. You say you're excluded from the conversation. No, you're not. No, you're not. He did that thrice. He built a squad from scratch. It was built around him. He was the face of the squad. He was the leader of the squad. That was KD's problem. That's kind of why he left. Because mm-hmm. um, KD was the best player on that team, but he wasn't the face of the squad. Why should he be? So, Steph Curry. Let's keep him in that conversation for a second. KD last won a championship in 2018. He won one before that in 2017. Before that, he choked once in the finals with OKC with everyone under the sun at his disposal. 
um, against the Cavs. Um, mm-hmm. the, then the two championships that he won, he won by joining a juggernaut Golden State Warriors team. Admittedly, as the best player on the team, sure. But it was still the most loaded team in the history of the NBA and a team that he did not build nor lead. Right. We're talking about value. We're talking about upper echelons. That's why Jokic was dismissed so quickly because stats aren't everything. There is so much more that he has to prove before he even gets to put a foot in this conversation. Giannis has paid his dues. Mm-hmm. Jokic has not. I'm keeping Giannis in the conversation because he's the benchmark. I'm keeping Steph in the conversation. Because look how many times he has turned it around from scratch mm-hmm. to build championship winning teams and play mesmerizing basketball. KD is an outstanding individual contributor. Show me the leadership. Show me you can win something. Then I'll talk. It is a lack of leadership to choose your friend to come play with you in Brooklyn when the friend is as inconsistent and as erratic as Kyrie Irving. It is a lack of leadership to not take a tough decision on Kyrie when he's dilly-dallying and dragging the entire team into the mud with him as he's doing this season. He's not playing. He's not being uh, uh, friendly in terms of allowing them to replace him. He says shit like, you trade me, I will retire. And with him, who the hell knows that might even be true. So nobody can, that that just about quells the trade value. And KD did a grand total of fuck all in all of this. So Mm -hmm. no leadership. Uh, I am yet to see him build a championship winning squad. LeBron, Giannis, Steph. From scratch, at least one championship winning squad built with all of the other accolades that KD can stake a claim to. MVP, FMVP, been there, done that. Steph is the only one who hasn't, but then Steph has built like three championship caliber squads. So, okay with LeBron belonging there. I think he belongs there. Absolutely okay with Giannis being the best of the pack right now. And Steph is the one that's gunning for that crown. This is the three of the NBA for me. Everyone else is a joke. In this conversation, (laughs) everyone else is a joke. In this upper, upper crust, if I had to separate three players and no one else, these would be Uh them. Nobody else belongs at their Okay, that's that's a fair argument. I I find that difficult to debate again because, well, I'm not really hating on LeBron. I think he's still really good. You saw that he missed games, but whenever he comes back, he's still getting the numbers. Yeah, he's still playing. He's getting, he got two triple doubles in the last two games. So I don't even need to talk about the numbers. So, well, yes, you put him... Do you, would you put LeBron in any other team and win a title? I mean, with the same... Say you put LeBron in Milwaukee, is he good enough to win a title? If you put LeBron in the Warriors, is he good enough to win a title? Or does he need those stars alongside him? Like Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis. Forget Westbrook. Okay. Anthony okay. Davis was his star, right? When he yeah, I mean, hey, come on. I mean, who doesn't need a star? Who was the last guy to win a championship without a second All-Star? Giannis. Go back. Go, what? Giannis. Middleton is an all-star. Is barely a star. He's, he is he, an All-Star. I just... I made a very clear caveat. Who last won a championship without a second uh, all-star on the team? Middleton's an all-star. He's been there a bunch of times now. In mm-hmm. fact, he looked like Kobe from behind when they all wore 24 brand on their jerseys. Okay, So he's been there. Also, if you're saying he's not a top-tier top talent, okay, but he has two instead of one. Then you then you would consider Drew Holiday also. Then Steph's done that too with Clay and Draymond. Neither of them are like, oh my God, top, top mm-hmm. 10 on the planet. At no point were they in the top 10. But both combined are equivalent to one superstar or more. Who was the last guy to actually win it without... The only answer I can think of is the Detroit Pistons. And they had zero also. Like, they, they must yeah. have had someone. Nobody remembers. But like it was a team of who the hell are these guys outside of winning that championship. Like, Billups, uh, Rip Hamilton, Rashid Wallace, Ben Wallace. Like, who are these guys? If so, you're talking about Detroit Pistons being good, you know how how far behind we're going. Correct. So. Exactly. So, A, a I, I, I don't buy into that argument at all. I think everyone... NBA has become a game where you need at least two superstars, if not three to win. 
right mm-hmm. if if lebron's going to be questioned for two you know kd should be questioned for for kairi and harden why like steph should be questioned for clay and kd and draymond like, how much do you want in one squad so i i don't think that's the modern game i think we've got to live with it the other question of if i would drop lebron into one particular team to win it no i i think at this stage of his career you you would have asked me this 5 years ago i would have given you a very different answer of course even but 2 at, years ago i would probably would have correct correct but at this stage of his career i have two thoughts on this one i, I don't know if it would be a right comparison to drop him into one of the existing contender teams because then who would you drop him in place of if the bucks mm-hmm. keep everyone they have and add lebron <laughs> yeah they'll win the title so, same thing with the warriors right so are you saying lebron instead of yanis would they win the mm-hmm. title yep yep I, yep they probably might i'd give them a fighting chance to be honest uh, i i would okay. really give them a fighting chance because what lebron can't fill uh, the gap in terms of yanis's defense lebron's nowhere there so he can't fill that gap and he's not the kind right. of juggernaut yanis is but he's his own juggernaut he'll get you those points even if not in the same fashion he will give you playmaking the the kind that the bucks can only dream of mm-hmm. and there is that leadership factor which right now he is he's sort of like the thanos of the league now he's he's cut above most people in that aspect and that he will be even if he's not that fit anymore that aspect won't go away um so sure bucks yes uh, warriors no i think the way that team is built from day one every piece was built assuming it's a steph curry team just as a working yeah. problem so it's it's really contextual he is not as dominant as he was before but i think it loops back to the yokich discussion right once you've proven a certain level of greatness you've got to top it and then impact uh, show impact in terms of wins otherwise nobody cares it's what's going to happen to yokich luka uh, westbrook same story with lebron it's like that he's what 37 now he's, he's going to turn mm-hmm. 38 soon he's going to turn 38 yeah in december oof uh <laughs> oh <laughs> there's a lot of debates on who the top 10 players in the history of the nba right uh, uh-huh. um, you pick them in any order pick whatever top 10 you want you take kobe you take shaq you take kareem you take magic you take jordan you take whoever belongs in the top 10 at 36 forget 38 they were dead poofed bust did not True. exist barely standing if any one of them were kobe jordan last leg At 38, LeBron is still dropping triple doubles, being yeah. the only At 38, guy. 38, we're still talking about if he's the best player in the league. That yeah, on a team, self-talk. exactly on a team with a 27-year-old superstar who's supposed to be a top five player <laughs> and a triple double machine, none of whom can figure out how to get a damn win. This guy gets injured half the time, comes back, drops a triple double like it's nothing. That's it's the it's the curse of greatness. He has shown us too much. Where this seems like oh, has he fallen off the cliff? Like what is LeBron doing? take steph curry away take yanis mm-hmm. away take mm-hmm. kd away tell me mm-hmm. a player else in the league who can still drop these kind of numbers night in night out while carrying the offensive load while carrying the team as the leader there's not a player around there's not a 20 something guy around the 20 something don't agree. have this kind of experience the 30 somethings don't have this kind of skill so it's, yeah, it's it's like that so it's <laughs> the curse of greatness what do you want to do agreed on that note i think we we'll leave lebron in the top echelon of players because it's lebron james i mean it's ridiculous that we're even debating it he still can carry this lakers team to a title i won't be surprised honestly he just needs to switch it on get ad to start playing get rust to start distributing the ball better and i think yeah, the lakers that i think still, is beyond lebron's ability i think it's still a possibility right if there was somebody if there was yanis at this lakers team i don't think we would be talking about the title yet we're talking about building this group adding a few more pieces probably next year come back and do it oh instead of lebron yeah 
Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. With LeBron, if you but had because there is LeBron in this team, uh, along with the other pieces, I think they're still a contender. It doesn't matter if they finish eighth in the regular no, season. It doesn't matter if they finish tenth yeah. in the regular yeah, yeah. season. Agreed, agreed. All right. On that note, I think uh, we've had a long conversation. I'll get going. A uh, lot of games to watch out for today. Uh, Lakers, in fact, take on the Mavs. No Luka, unfortunately. But that'll be a fun matchup. We'll come back and talk all about that on tomorrow's episode. Until then, see you. All right. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to check out our other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app, ivmpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on our social media. We're at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to us, and you know you do, you know you want to reach out to us and tell us that our opinions on your favorite players are trash. You want to tell us Magic Johnson is still better than Steph Curry and you don't think Steph Curry has changed the game. For all that and more, reach out to us on both Instagram and Twitter. If you love cricket, listen up. The Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast is here for you. Hosted by DJ, Varun, and me, Ashwin, we bring a fun, fresh fan's point of view to talking all things cricket. Sometimes it's just the three of us, sometimes we have guests, including current and former international cricketers. For new episodes every week, check out the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast on the IBM app, website, or wherever you get your podcasts. Working Monday to Friday glued to your chair making you feel dull? Worry not. Get your five-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. Join me every Thursday as I explore the strange, obscure, and fascinating parts of the world and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before. You can find us on the IBM Podcast app, website, or wherever you get your podcast from.